We are so excited now to go to our Auburn Bank phone lines and bring on our next guest, uh, personally my favorite guest on this program, Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer here with us. That's got to mean something, right? That uh, you're J.J. Jackson's favorite guest on the show? Uh, Maybe a little bit. (laughs) How are you today, buddy? I'm all right. How are y'all? We are very well. Thank you for asking. As uh, we're talking about a, a tough performance for Auburn on Saturday versus Penn State, What'd you make of it? I mean, you know, a lot of people talk about the uh, the line of scrimmage. Is that where you want to start, or did anything else jump out to you in this one, Ferg? I mean, it, it's the thing about this game is that it's just a really, really bad sign for Brian Harson's future. I know that's understating it, but think about it this way: last season in year one, in Brian Harson's first big game at Auburn, they go to Penn State, they lose by eight. This year, year two, after a whole offseason, more, you know, his coordinators, more players he brings in, more of his system, all that, Auburn loses by 29 at home to the same team. I mean, that's that's pretty much all you need to say about what's going on right now at Auburn. And, and you can turn it around, and there's time. It's going to take something pretty miraculous to do so, but Auburn has taken a step backwards um, even from where they were at at the end of last season. And I think the proof was it, it out there on Saturday. Um, the team that um, at the line of scrimmage is not – you got pushed around on both sides of the ball, was not effective. And then uh, just uh, way too many miscommunications, not playing, not executing correctly. Um, I thought the defense had a lot of just really bad, like bad fundamental play out there as well. So – it was a disaster all the way through, and uh, it's you know it's a game like that that can really really um, hurt a coach's chance of getting uh, another year. And so this is he's, he's walking on very thin ice uh, right after right after a game like that. And Ferg, as you mentioned, obviously it was it was rough for just about every part of the team. I mean, the Eagle flew good, uh, but beyond that. Um, just about everything could be criticized in one form or another. I guess the question is of all those things that went wrong for Auburn, all the things they did not do well, what, what is the most disheartening? Like, what, what part of the team and their struggles so far, whether it be in the first three games or just in the Penn State game in particular, is the most disheartening? I think for, for, for my money, it's the fact that Auburn's defense was so bad. Let's, let's think about it this way. Auburn's defense allow more yards per play in this game than they have to any team not named Alabama since the 2012 Johnny Manziel-Texas A&M game. It has been a decade since a team not named Alabama has made Auburn's defense look that bad on a per-play basis. They got to do whatever they wanted. Uh, you weren't effective enough in, in pressuring, um, you know, in pressuring Sean Clifford. He didn't have the same number, like he didn't have his as big of an impact on the game as he did last season, but his efficiency and his accuracy and the completion percentage was still there. And you had two true freshman running backs just kind of do whatever they wanted in the second half against you. Um, I mean, it's just guys were out of alignment. The fits were bad. You still had some of the same issues you've had in, in the past defense. That's really disheartening because this, this football team on defense with that collection of players for more, more or less, has looked a lot better recently and has looked a lot better in Jordan-Hare Stadium against a much better opponent like Alabama was in the Iron Bowl. So the fact that this defense has gone this far backwards at this point early in the season is a bad sign. Now, I don't think it's a case of, like, they're not good football players. Like, I, you know, a team that's got 
Colby Wooden and Eric Hall and Eku Leota and Owen Papo and those guys in the secondary, those guys can play football. They're good. They are not playing good football right now. So maybe there's some sauce that you can fix it, that it can be cleaned up. But, man, for a team that was supposed to be able to say, hey, let's win with our defense and our running game, even though you pretty much abandoned your running game because you couldn't do anything blocking-wise, um, it was just the defense, man. Like, the defense, they kept them in it in the first half, and in the second half they got absolutely torched, and it's just something we are not used to seeing from this Auburn defense. Justin, I, I hate to sound like I'm going back to fall camp but with this next question, but what does Auburn do with the quarterback situation at this point? Yeah, I mean, it's tough because I think T.J. Finley made the most of a really bad situation on Saturday and the fact that Auburn's pass rush – I mean, Auburn's pass protection – Penn State affected Auburn's quarterbacks on more, on more than half their dropbacks on Saturday. Like, more than half the time they went back to pass – Somebody was going to affect him. And trust me, it wasn't because they were holding on to the ball too long. Too many sacks, too many pressures, too many hurries, all that. And, and Finley, to, for, to his credit, made some plays. Like, Auburn's best offense all day was let T.J. Finley scramble and then throw it down the field. And then in the second half, it was let Robbie Ashford scramble and then throw it down the field. The problem is, is that T.J. Finley's not built for that. Like, that's not his game. That's not his M.O. Like, he did a good job against Penn State. He's not going to do that kind of job consistently, I don't think, against SEC pass rushes. I just, I don't think you can expect Lightning to strike twice there. So you look at a guy like Robbie Ashford and you know that he does not have the passing ability of TJ Finley. He is not as polished of a passer as Finley is at the moment. But how far back is he from a guy like TJ Finley? Because you know he is more mobile. He could escape and scramble more than those guys in the in, 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 you know than Finley behind that offensive line, and also statistically, if you look at it, Auburn's running backs are running better when Ashford's on the field because I think it's just the natural okay the guy could could keep it and, and, and tuck it and go. And now he wasn't a factor in the in the design running game on Saturday much at all, but Auburn did run the ball better when he was on the field. So. Maybe that's something, but you got to be ready because Robbie Ashford is still new to this. He, you know, Saturday was his second game he's ever really gotten extended work in his college career, and the first time against a talented opponent. So there will be bumps, there will be mistakes, there will be issues. It's just I think Auburn has got to figure out if playing more of Robbie Ashford is worth it at this point um, because the mo of of uh, you know TJ Finley just I, I don't see how it works behind an offensive line that can't protect him. And then Ferg, obviously with the with the running backs, a lot's been talked about in the days uh, following the the Saturday game because Tank Bigsby only had nine carries, because he and Hunter combined had I believe fifteen carries or something like that. And obviously Auburn threw the ball more, and we get that some of that is when you fall behind the second half, you have to. But are we buying that that was still um, a smart way to approach things, given that Tank Bigsby, I mean, still it was nine carries against a team that he ran for over 100 yards last year, and Auburn went to so much trouble to try and fend off others for the services of Tank Bigsby this year. I I just wonder if, if there's any scenario where Auburn can justify throwing it more than they're running it. I don't think so, but here's the thing. They couldn't pass block and they couldn't run block on Saturday. And when that happens, well, passing is at least the ones that get you more yards if you can eventually hit it. So I get it from that perspective. However, like you said, 
your best player on offense is Tank Bigsby. I would argue that Jarquez Hunter is probably one of your top two or three or four <laughs> on offense right now as well, maybe maybe three or four uh, on the team. you got to find ways to get the ball in these dudes' hands. And there's got to be something of like, well, eventually it'll work. Like, you know, I, 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 there – Auburn is in the hundreds right now in stuff like success rate and adjusted net yards per attempt in pass game. It's not a viable option for Auburn to win through the air. It just isn't. You don't have the quarterbacks for it yet. Your wide receivers aren't making that kind of impact yet outside of maybe Javarius Johnson. You don't have the protection for it. You're going to have to run it. And I think it's an extreme example because Penn State was kind of doing whatever it wanted pretty much most of the game on offense, but Take Penn State, for example. First half, three I think it was like 3.2, 3.3 yards per carry in the first half, but they stuck to it. They stuck to it, and they bashed their heads in, and they tried and tried, and they scored in the red zone. And then in the second half, that running game torched Auburn, and Nick Singleton and Catron Allen had big days and big runs, especially Singleton. There's got to be some of that where you got to look at it and say, well, okay, uh, we're going to ride with our best player and go from there. I get it. Second half, you're complaining from behind. Tank Bixby didn't get a carry in the second quarter. Auburn almost threw the ball, or at least called passing plays, twice as often as they ran the ball in the first. Because that's the other thing. You can look at the pass-run splits and say, man, that looks kind of crazy how they didn't have it. Keep in mind, there's a lot of those running attempts that were scrambles by Auburn or sacks because college football's stupid and they treat sacks like rushing attempts. It's even worse when you break it down by, like, what were they actually trying to do with the play call there? So... Yeah, you can't. I don't. I don't think. You, I don't think you can get into a situation where you're sitting here saying we have to pass the ball seventy percent of the time in order to have a chance. I just that's this roster is not built for it. That's not what you were designed to do um, with this team. And if you look at Missouri this week. Deuce Vaughn had a ton of success against Kansas State. Now, and the state had guys to block for Deuce Vaughn consistently. Auburn's got to figure out a way to get that going. Missouri's run defense. They got stronger late last season, but they still had their big, bad games the last couple of years. So I don't see a scenario where Auburn is successful dropping back as many times as they are. I just I just tell you, you got to get the ball to tank and tank fans more. Justin, you kind of touched on my next question there, but Brian Harson was asked in the presser yesterday if this was a must-win game, and he, you know, he went <laughs> to every game as a must-win game as a as a head coach. But you look at the way this, you know, last week went, and looking at what the future could hold for this coaching staff, this really feels like a must-win game. So, what does Auburn have to do on Saturday at 11 a.m. to avoid having a repeat of this last week against Penn State? I think the good news for Auburn is that if you had to play any team in the SEC right now and try to have a must-win game to, you know, get some stability going again, if there's a hope, it's Missouri. They're in the same spot you're in. They got embarrassed two weeks ago at Kansas State. They have not looked impressive in their in their wins against non-Power 5 teams. You know, here's a fun fact. I don't know if you guys, you guys know this. Eli Drinkwitz and Brian Harson are both 500 at their respective schools right now heading into this game. The loser will have a losing record leaving Jordan-Hare Stadium on Saturday. Boy, so wow. This is big. This is big. I don't know if it's like Les Miles versus Gus Malzahn in 2016 and loser leaves town if, you know, you, you have the – if you have a – you know, if you lose, you're going to get fired. I don't know if it's that drastic. But, man, it's close. It's getting as close as you can because Missouri is its not going well for Missouri and it's not going well for Auburn either. So if you're Auburn, you just got to think like, hey, at, the, at your core, you have to look and see what you've got at your disposal right now and say that on paper, 
even with all of Auburn's issues, you're a better football team than Missouri is. You have more talent than Missouri does. You got to go out there and show it. You got to play cleaner football. You just got to be better. I'm not expecting miracles at the line of scrimmage, uh, especially from Auburn's offensive line. But you've got to you got to start playing like the team that you're capable of being, or at least what your talent level says you should be, um, because you've got more talent than Missouri. The thing with Missouri is that they're going to be just as desperate. And they're just they're going to be just as uh, motivated as you are to get a win for their head coach on Saturday. So, what does Auburn have to do? They got to play a much cleaner football game. They got to do the they got to do the things they can control. At least everybody gets, the things that they can take care of. Just play cleaner, fundamentally sound football. Hope the talent and the home field advantage went out. I mean, that's your best case scenario here because what you showed on Saturday against Penn State. That team's going to have a hard time beating pretty much anybody in the SEC. So you got to show that that was not representative of what you're going to be the rest of the year. Justin Ferguson's here with us of the Auburn Observer. Follow him on Twitter at jfergusonau. What's coming up at the Observer this week, Ferg? Well, tomorrow I got a basketball newsletter. If y'all there, you tired, go. Yeah, <laughs> tired of ramming your heads up against the wall when it comes to Auburn football. I got you there. Um, yeah, uh, newsletter tomorrow on. Um, on basketball from Bruce Pearl from what I talked about with him earlier this week. Um, also, there's a uh, film room up to, uh, on Monday on the offensive line. Uh, today's story was about Auburn. We, we talked about it a little bit earlier uh, with, with some of the questions. Is Auburn having an identity crisis right now on offense already? How do you fix that? Missouri and all that. There'll be some more stuff throughout the week. Uh, we'll have a podcast on Thursday previewing the Missouri game. Painter and I will be joined uh, by Bennett Durando, the advertiser, um, to talk about what's going on in Auburn right now, but also Bennett, uh, very f- a guy who graduated from Missouri not too long ago, so very familiar Fitting. with this yeah. team and this staff. Um, so we're going to have him on, kind of get his perspective on that. And, uh, yeah, mailbag on Friday. Send in your questions. Coverage all this weekend. Uh, it's going to be busy. It's going to be busy. A lot of stuff going on. But um, it won't all be doom and gloom because tomorrow I'm writing about uh, Auburn uh, basketball. So there we go. AuburnObserver.com. I've got a mailbag question that I want answered right now. So I, I don't know that you've ever done That's this. That's not but, how it works. Well, okay. <laughs> then I'll just frame this as a, a non-mailbag question. There you go. Uh, okay. that, you that, just, I mean, everyone in here has already asked me multiple questions. That's what a radio interview does. Right. So <laughs> true. <laughs> true. <laughs> All right, yeah, JJ, me, do your job. Let me just get to this, okay? Justin Ferguson, I ask you, good sir, have you played pickleball before? I have. Um, I am not particularly good at it i've it was fun um i have a couple of siblings that play pretty regularly and um yeah it's 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 pretty fun uh i i, I won't say I'm, I'm good at it or like have any of the equipment but um, i've played i've played before yeah i can't get enough of it and and we've started playing a good bit uh collectively are you better at that than softball I would say so i would uh, say okay. so and incredibly yeah. low bar to clear so we certainly <laughs> yeah, have yeah, it's just, yeah. it's you know, it's such a, I, I was like walking into it, didn't know what to expect. You get the tennis comparisons, uh, which is definitely incredibly difficult to play and to master. Oh, yeah. tennis, is, tennis is so hard to play. I but I was, pickleball, I was like, this is awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's like giant it's like giant ping pong, kind of. Like, <laughs> True, I like kind, that. Kind of, you know. No, it, it, it's a pretty fun game. You can get, when people get really in it, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. But yeah, I mean. So maybe pickleball you can join us one day to play? Pickleball is not a very dangerous sport for y'all. Like, you know, if you're not very good at it, it's not like you're going to die playing <laughs> it. Um, so that's a good sign, at least. Um, 
considering considering the softball right. problems. Is this a sport that you would consider playing with us? Uh, sure, at some point. I mean, I'm kind of busy these days, but um, yeah, uh, no. I mean, it's, yeah, pickleball's fun. Yeah, that's, I've played that, it. That's we've, a no. There've been a yeah. few times. There've been a few times. There's some beat. There's some beat writers that have played pickleball together, but that kind of faded because some of them are tryhards and they actually play tennis and they're pretty good at it. And I tried once and I was like, I'm not doing this ever again. Yeah, I, I just I'm all for hanging out with Justin Ferguson, and it's hard to do sometimes because quote he's busy fellas you know he yeah he, he yeah, runs busy. his own he's thing i mean that's, <laughs> that's pretty fair i'm not busy yeah you're justified you're justified thank you so much for joining us ferg we'll see you soon okay all right see you guys